We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm. We're going to hear about a whole story. I just know it. I'm going to start with the least outrageous. Okay. Um, well, none of them are really outrageous, but I'll work up. So um, I got my toes sucked. Didn't think I would um, like it. Sort of did. Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Me and Liz are reunited for the first time this year. I'm trying to drink a smoothie while we're recording because I haven't eaten yet. Is it good? <laughs> it is. It's so good. Do you want to try it? No, I'm good. Thank you. Bananas and yogurt. Yeah, bananas, yogurt. I'm supposed to put an apple in it, but I forgot. So bananas, cashew Greek yogurt. Ooh, I love that shit. I saw you putting it in. Mm-hmm. Vanilla flavored. She said. Um, and then I put some walnuts in here. Ooh. Uh, some vanilla protein powder. Ooh. And then some collagen powder. Because it helps my old lady knees feel better. I was I was taking fish collagen for a while. There's fish collagen? Yeah, for people that don't eat beef. Because oh. beef collagen comes from cow. Ooh. So marine collagen. I think it probably has marine different collagen. different bennies. But some bennies. Some bennies. I want my skin to stay bouncy and supple for the rest of my life. The word supple. Have I talked to you about this? No. I, I, <laughs> whenever I hear supple, I can't help but think of like big boobs. <laughs> Some supple Some supple boobies. boobs. And I think that it's because whenever like male authors write about boobs, supple is always the adjective supple they use. Breasts. Supple. Her supple breasts. This reminds me of something. Uh, have you seen, I think it's a, a tweet. I've seen it screenshotted and used several times. Um, and it's like male authors describing women. And it's like she bounce breastily <laughs> in a booby way like so true her boobs bounce like, breastily is that that was like um nicholas sparks writing um the last song like the miley cyrus movie they wrote the movie together and then he wrote the book so like how he describes her character in the book yeah, is using is miley creepy. and he like talks about like her like tight little body and stuff like describing her like she walked in with her tight little body i'm like that is actually miley cyrus that you're talking about this is actually so an underaged person i don't like it at all. i wonder how she feels about it now 
I wonder. She met her, her now ex-hubby doing that film. Mm-hmm. So maybe she feels like kind of negatively about it in a few ways. So I came up with a, with a game. Mm-hmm. Are you DTP? Of course. I'm always DTP. Hell yeah. Okay. So this game. I am going to read off things. And you are going to tell me if you think that this thing would be a top or a bottom. Oh, I like this game. This was designed for me. Did you design this with me in mind? I did. I feel so blessed. This actually came to me as I was falling asleep last night. And then I wrote it, the title of it, in my notes because I knew I was going to forget it. I have all my best ideas when, like, the, what is it, like, DMT? Is that the drug that makes you dream? When that's starting to flood my brain, I'm, like, mad creative, my dude. So I wrote it down. And then um, all today I've been writing things down. So we're going to start off kind of simple. Okay. Top or bottom? Altoids. Top. Okay. Lifesavers. Bottom. Okay. Why? Um, Altoids are just like so strong, uh-huh. you know? That's their whole thing. They're Curiously just, strong. Mm-hmm. They're just like very in your face. And then lifesavers are like cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also have like gummy lifesavers. Do, do Altoids have gummies? No. No. I'm pretty sure they must have at one point and they discontinued them. So that's uh, evidence enough. I used to... In high school, I would chew gum and then because I had braces and I don't know, for some reason it was more fun to chew gum with braces. Uh-huh. I think maybe because you weren't supposed to. Oh, yeah, you weren't, were you? Um, I think you could chew sugar-free gum, but if it was like if the gum had sugar in it, it'd like get all tangled in your braces. Oh. Uh, but I would chew sugar-free gum and then I would put, I would fold in Altoids into it. Damn, you're an innovator if nothing else. I don't know. It's just like fun for me. No, that's great. You're you know. a chef. That's I really am. Chef Liz. <laughs> okay. TikTok. Bottom. Instagram. Bottom. Why? Um <laughs> I'm trying to think of like why. It's just a vibe you get. Yeah, like uh I just feel like bottoms are more interested in posting and then mm. tops are like more interested in observing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I would argue then there are more observers on TikTok. Like there are a lot of people that consume TikToks that don't create. I feel like nobody's oh, on Instagram fair. to just observe. I don't know. Mr. Liz hasn't posted in like three years. That's true. He He almost never post anything on a story either but he's a lurker yeah he's a lurker very interesting okay i'm down for that all right (laughs) but i could be wrong like hmm it's a thinker yeah bottoms are more i think bottoms are more interested in posting because they want to be seen you know and tops don't need to be seen they're already like rooted Damn, they know that they are, and that's the main why. Event. That's why, like, when you see like someone posting about like being a dom on on yeah. TikTok, it gives you the ick because you're like, I know you're not good at it. <laughs> Damn, like Charles Manson, the guy we talked about. I feel like we always have to. I always have to specify that it's not actually Charles Manson because <laughs> it's an actual well be, person. Might same as, height. Might as well be the same height, same. But interests. not nearly as charismatic. <laughs> oh my god. I said what I said. It's true. All right. Um, 
the Jack in the Box mascot? Top. Why? I don't know. You just get that vibe. It's the vibe. Yeah, I I think um, <laughs> he just seems comfortable and confident he in does. who he is and what he's selling. Yeah. He also he doesn't like, need to prove anything to you. No, he's a sharp dresser. Mm-hmm. He really he comes in ready to serve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about Ronald McDonald? I feel like he's not even a top or a bottom. He's just... He's a switch, maybe. He's just not there. I think Ronald's maybe a switch. He's filming. (laughs) (laughs) He's asexual, but he's, like, helping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, just happy to be involved. Yeah, he's a clown. Yeah. Actually. Fake top. Okay. Shitty top. Shitty top. He's he's a TikTok top. Yeah. Okay. TikTok. You heard it here first. Ronald McDonald's a TikTok top. (laughs) Um, All right. I got two more. So I'm going to give you both of these at the same time. Tell me what you think about both of them. Mustaches and beards. Mustaches are tops. Okay. Beards, bottoms. Very interesting. Mustaches take maintenance and commitment and confidence. They, you have to be able to pull it off. And you, you need confidence to pull off a mustache. Beard, anyone can Anyone can have a beard. Anyone can have some scruff. That's so fucking true. That's so true. Beards are like makeup. I was just about to say beards are the makeup of facial hair. Beards and hats are makeup for dudes. Damn. I just, yeah, mustaches, they just require a little bit more. And like a top has to be in charge of the vibe. Yeah. That's a lot. Damn. That's more mental stimulation. You're making a lot of sense to me. So... Those are great answers. Thank you. I this was this was a great game. I'm realizing what mustaches do to me. It's not great. I will see you slap a mustache on like the worst dude, and I'm like, I might. <laughs> and I think it's that like, it is the confidence mm-hmm. factor. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, that's a choice. You made a choice to shave everything but that, and you're confident enough to rock it. And it might be for an ironic reason. Like you might be trying to be like quirky, but I don't care. I Break like my heart. I like when it's stubble and then a mustache. Yeah. Oh my god. I want Mr. Liz to have a mustache, but he can't grow one. Um. He can only do the stubble. So it just hits a certain length and then it stops. Yeah, I think it just doesn't grow enough. Interesting. He has grown out his facial hair a little bit, but I don't think. Um. Well, I know he doesn't really like it because it gets itchy. Oh. I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I've heard that a lot from a and lot I of guys. And I want to know what it's like. Yeah. Well, at, and then at what, at what length is it not itchy? I wonder. Is it because always it, itchy? Because you would think like when you shave like your bikini line, it's really itchy to a certain point. Yeah. So you, I bet. After you get to, a, after you get past a certain point, then. Is it the same on Then it probably the, isn't itchy. Is it the same on your head? Like if you were to I shave. I know. Probably not. Probably not because I've never heard of it being itchy. Like beards and pubes are, rough. are, yeah, they're not the same texture as the hair on your head. True. Typically. Okay. That I'm aware of. Wow. Yeah, why? And the even your armpit hair. Yeah. Why is it all so coarse? I don't know. I mean, I know it's probably for protective reasons. Me and my ex got in a fight because I, I mean, for a lot of things, but because I like made a joke that. It wasn't even really a joke. It was just kind of like a statement that his beard is, are, is pubes. 
<laughs> he's like, be like oh, why are you so offended that they're the same texture and you know the curtains match the carpet yeah it's not my fucking fault. i don't i didn't make up the biology of this you are a ginger Should, am i gonna have to take that out who knows <laughs> he's a ginger it's it is what it is explains the lack of soul <laughs> <laughs> you know what maybe he can't even like respond to anesthetic so damn i forgot about that fun fact i didn't know that fun fact until last friday because a girl in my weight training group is a redhead and she was talking about how we were talking about when we got our wisdom teeth removed and and she felt everything no her but her twin her twin (gasps) felt everything no she's like my my twin got all the shitty jeans (laughs) oh my god that fucking sucks Damn. While we're on the topic of pubes, um, so I have recently watched all of Girls in its entirety, and I know Lena Dunham is both annoying and um, questionable. Yeah. She's, done, she's said some controversial things, but that show is very good. There's a reason. It's won awards. But um, I just like – I have seen – Lena Dunham's naked body more times in the last two weeks than I've seen my own. Damn. (laughs) And like it got to a point where I'm like, this has to be a bit at this point. And she's not the only like naked one, but she's naked. She's nude the most often. I had no idea it was like that, that show. I had no idea. Yeah. Her, her tits are just always out. But, um, I don't know. Like there was this episode that I was watching with Mr. Liz and, She's, like, at a resort with her mom, and it's supposed to be, like, some girl power thing, and you see her, they're hiking, and you see her from the back, and it looks like she's wearing a two-piece swimsuit, and her mom's like, I don't know why you brought a swimsuit, and she's like, I thought this was, like, a resort. I thought I was going to need one, and then they're, like, then they they show her from the front, and it's this hideous one piece. It's just, like, a cutout one piece, and it's just, like so ugly and then mr liz started cracking up and he was like the the swimsuit is like such a good bit like it looks bad from behind and then it's even worse from the front (laughs) (laughs) it's good writing yeah um but (laughs) i i appreciated that okay every time they showed a woman's full naked body she always had a bush hell yeah and um yeah, Lena Dunham had a bush, and it was a it was a subtle bush. It was a a, a well maintained bush. But um, one of the less insufferable characters, who is kind of my favorite, even though she still sucks, because the whole thing is they all suck, right? Uh, and but anyways, the one I kind of like, she had a landing strip, so I gave myself a landing strip. Fuck yeah! And then I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of hot. I don't know what it is about a landing strip that makes me feel like sexy and powerful maybe it's like the attention to detail that goes into like the attention to detail and then it's like yeah i am an adult yeah and i'm not gonna shave my entire vagina no or wax my entire thing no you gotta tell the plants that middle part hurts the most to wax (laughs) that's true did you wax it or is that how you got a landing no i have an epilator oh i've been wanting to buy one 
it hurts. My therapist told me about epilating. She epilates yeah. her legs. She's oh, like, she does her legs? Uh-huh. Oh, she my God. It's fucking horrible, but she's like, you should definitely do it because, like, her and I have the same kind of... If I don't shave my legs every night, I you can see hair, like, a lot of it. If you used an epilator, um, it would get thinner over time. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. So... That's what she said. <laughs> no, but that's actually what my therapist said. It was hard for me to get a landing strip. I did have to like just resort to shaving the rest of it to get the full yeah the full experience yeah so i might go get waxed when it it's long enough into a landing strip i am going to get waxed for the first time this year (gasps) because i'm going to hawaii and i'm going to coachella and you gotta and i'm going to you've never waxed never waxed she's a sensitive woman and you don't when you shave you don't get um razor burn no i always get razor. that's why i hate I just shave in one direction it i don't know it, it just still like, doesn't work for me oh, yeah shit. yeah once sucks. i started shaving in one direction it stopped even but. yeah it's and then I'll, i like no matter what i do i get like razor burn and ingrown hairs yeah so that sucks um it's like my pits but that's also why i got like an epilator mm-hmm. but while we're talking about getting waxed um I'm excited for you, and Thank I can't you. wait for you to detail the whole experience on this podcast. I'll take notes. Uh, every time I get waxed, I my ass is just sweating. My entire body is just sweating. And then it's like when you're at the doctor's office, they have like the wax paper or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's just sticking to my soggy ass. <laughs> I oh. oh, and then you have to get your asshole waxed. Because they'll be like, they'll be like, butthole too. I don't know what they say. They're like, do you want your bottom too? And it doesn't hurt. Really? Because you think it's going to hurt and then it doesn't. And they put the warm wax on your butthole and it actually feels kind of nice. I have. And then they rip it off and it doesn't really hurt. Especially, they do it last for usually. Oh, that's. But the, you'll, I don't know. The rest of it hurts so much more. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I have been waiting to tell you all of this. This is not that big of a deal, but I had so many sexual firsts in the oh span God. of one sexual oh encounter. Oh my God. I have to share it with you. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> thrilled. I'm. We're going to hear a butthole story. I just know it. I'm going to start with the least outrageous. Okay. Um, well, none of them are really outrageous, but I'll work up. So um, I got my toes sucked. Didn't think I would um, like it. Sort of did. Sort what did you did. like about it? Much like the other two things that I'm going to mention. <laughs> it was kind of the, oh, <laughs> like the element of surprise. That's what you uh, liked about it? Yeah, it was during sex. It was like while I was on my back and like my legs were okay in the air. I can see that being hot. It was like a... And surprising. I was like, <gasps> but it was great. Personally, I like hate my feet. I, I also so hate my feet. the idea, even when Mr. Liz is like touching my feet or like playing with my toes it, in the summer when I'm not wearing socks, I'm like stop yeah do not stay far away it took me a while to even let him start rubbing my feet but now we call it um he, he squeezes my feet and we call it toes and squozen <laughs> i want my toes squoze i want them squeezed <laughs> he's really like you cute. want some toes and squozen that's really cute <laughs> Thank what you. the fuck we have all kinds of little weird i love that words anyways continue so you oh, got your boyfriend you got your toes chomped yeah, I got my toes chomped. And you know, I also think now that I'm thinking about it, I think that it was like the because I'm so ticklish. I think that it was like the it being kind of ticklish while I like was feeling good was like an interesting kind of combination. Yeah, like my a brain little, was like a sensory yeah thing. Overload. Okay, that makes sense. Same sexual encounter. He spit in my mouth, which I sort of loved. I uh, I had I mentioned wanting. No, I get it to try. Yeah, I actually think I'd be into that, but I don't think Mr. Liz would do that. It was. I don't think he. Yeah, he doesn't want to do something like that. See, neither did he, the one who did this. <laughs> but he, I was like, okay, you don't have to do anything you're not comfortable with. But like, I don't know. I think it's like kind of hot. It's like, will you try spitting in my mouth? Yeah, and then while we were having sex, he was like, open your mouth. I was like, <gasps> it's happening. Like baby birding. It's happening. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um. And then the last thing is, I got my ass eat. <laughs> I'm so jealous. No one will eat my ass. I wonder what that says. I wonder if that says something about my asshole. I wash it. See, I don't poop, I wash so it. I safe. wax it. That's what made me think of it. I'm like, my asshole is not waxed, but I do not ever shit. So it's like I'm, I'm working with a clean palate like all the time. That's true. Um, but even before like... We have sex. I, I make sure everything's ready. It It's nice and clean. J-I-C. Yeah, still- it's not like a, yeah, I haven't, if, if I've been like, you know, doing stuff all day. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just a little, a little splishy splash. Yeah, a little, yeah, just give it a little. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. I have a nice, um, like, all natural soap that doesn't irritate anything. 
That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing. A lot of people don't wash their ass. That's like been a whole thing. Um, It's so funny you bring this up. A few weeks ago, remember when that was like especially going around TikTok? Yeah. Like they're like, um, apparently men don't wash their ass. I'm yeah. like, you guys are just learning this. But I, out of curiosity, I was at Mr. Liz's place. I was like laying on his bed and he was um like playing games with his friends. And they like have their cameras on and stuff and whatever whatever boys do do. yeah um (laughs) and i was like do you wash your downstairs parts and he was like of course and then i was like but like even your even your butt like your butthole and crack and he was like yeah and i was like how do you wash it because i i was expecting him to explain it to me yeah and then he stands up (laughs) And he shows me how he scrubs his ass. Oh, my God. Amazing. His friends are like, Mr. Liz, what are you doing? And then he's like, I had to show Liz how I I wash my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You got to commit to that kind of line of questioning. I am getting drinks with no name tonight. (laughs) Liz feels the type of way about it. And I get it. If the table's returned. I would literally bungee cord you to a chair so you would not go. However, house homest ever. I trust your judgment. That's so nice of you to say. I trust your there's judgment. There's no reason you should. And then also, like, I was rooting for him. Uh, yeah, I was too. I feel like Tyra Banks. I'm like, <laughs> I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> Truly. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he has a girlfriend now. I'm going to get the tea tonight. That is so fucking annoying, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he, like, really, really wants a girlfriend. Like, he, last time I got drinks with him, he was, like, talking about how he's, like, all the way ready to have a girlfriend. Um, And how he's realizing. And you're like, oh, my God, that is so different from the conversation we had literally a fucking month ago. You know what he realized? He said that he realized that he's allowed to have, like, it's normal to have crushes on people, like harmless crushes on people when, you, when you're in a relationship. And that's why he thought that he wanted to be polyamorous because he's like, I'm never going to just want, like, I'm never going to like just see one person. Like, I'm like, well, you don't stop being a human being. Like you see attractive yeah. people everywhere, you fucking moron. But anyway. And you And you can like have a crush on someone and not do anything about it. Right, exactly. That is, that is we've talked about this before where guys are like, they're like, well, I have feelings for you or whatever. And then it's like, okay, but you don't have to act on it. Right. Yeah. You don't need to cheat. Yeah. Exactly. Or right. even be polyamorous. Right. I mean, like. I, I stand by, like, you need to be so. You need to have just, like, an insane level of peace and self-awareness that most people are not even capable of in their lifetime. Yeah. To have a healthy polyamorous relationship Mm -hmm. you you can get a crush you can have feelings for more people more than one person at one time and And that's the entire that's the entire premise of the bachelor and the bachelorette and many other dating shows and just like being a human yeah (laughs) it is possible it's all right listen i had a crush on so many dudes in high school at the same time and that's and they each they each would change in rank yeah you gotta, you gotta figure out when somebody needs to be on the bench. Who's mm-hmm. your, who's your starting lineup? Remember we used to talk about people like that. Yeah, you gotta have a roster. Yeah, you have to have like them in your stable, <laughs> like a whole stable of dudes. I don't know if I still stand by that. Well, you wouldn't, because you've been yeah. in a relationship for ninety-eight percent of this podcast. But 
yeah fair and i'm thinking <laughs> but i'm thinking about like if i was single again uh-huh would i i think i'd still be talking to multiple people yeah maybe it's if hard i was to know. if i was a, i think i would change like if i was especially interested in someone i think i would just tell them that yeah now and then be like listen i don't want to talk to anyone else mm-hmm. yeah and i'm not gonna make you be exclusive but it's just like i don't want to talk to anyone else yeah i agree like i don't i've definitely i'm like a one-trick pony now look at me go but i like when i first started this podcast and actually for like 65 percent of this podcast i've not wanted a relationship it's kind of new it's new for like the the second half of how like how long this podcast has been going now Mm -hmm. that i've wanted a relationship but before that like i really did need to keep a, a roster because it's like i if i gave my attention to one person too much i lost my fucking mind which is I, if you've been it listening so, for a while it happened a few times oh my god it's so easy to make yourself spiral out oh my god it's so easy and it's like i feel like i finally got to a point recently where i don't do that mm. even with my you know with mr liz yeah where it's like you start picking at just like your own insecurities Mm -hmm. and then you're like well now I need to like go through all of his social media and every single person he's following and see what they're doing and see how that makes me feel Mm -hmm. old habits die hard and it really is like a an inner like some personal work that has to be done to not feel like you have to do that well I was thinking about how fucking unhinged it was when I was talking to uh the twitter guy oh And, like, I was spending so much time just, like, watching his every move online. And it, like, who fucking does that? I clearly did not have enough work to do at my job. (laughs) It was also. And it was, like, beginning of pandemic. I was just about to say that. It was, like, right at the beginning. didn't have anything to do. No, everybody. Yeah, people hadn't figured out that, like, Jackbox Games was going to save everyone's lives by then. (laughs) everyone's getting a nintendo switch yeah yeah really <laughs> but I'm so all we like, could do is that stop is bananas i recently saw a tiktok where um it's <laughs> it's like uh what you think he's doing when he's looking at your instagram story i think i sent this to you and no. it's like oh i know i shouldn't look at her story I can't help myself. I miss her so much. And then he looks at his, oh, she's so beautiful. And it's like what he's actually doing. And then it, it's a girl doing all of this. Yeah. And then she's like sitting on the toilet and just tapping on her phone. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. And I showed it to Mr. Liz and he's like, yeah, exactly. And I was like, just because it's true doesn't mean I want to know it. Like, right. I want to. I, I was like, did you ever just like look at my stuff because you like had a crush on me and wanted to see what I was doing and he was like I mean not really what the fuck I post specific things for specific people at all times remember when I used to do that thing where I would put I would put one person on my close friend story oh yeah <laughs> and then I would ch- do that too <laughs> that's that was unhinged <laughs> <laughs> just I love reflecting on the shit that we would talk about on this podcast early on. That was like bananas that we would admit to that shit. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're going to look back on stuff that we're talking about now and be like, what? <laughs> we said that publicly. But whatever. This is We're all about being honest here. Um, speaking of what men are thinking and what men are doing, we should talk about that TikTok. That feels like a good transition. Mm-hmm. So last week when I was doing my solo episode, I shared a clip of like Ben Shapiro on some podcast. And uh, what he was saying was, like, if you're, like, two years into dating someone, like, 
either shit or get off the pot, essentially. Like, marry them or, like, what the fuck are you doing? And then his whole thing, his whole thought process was, like, you need to decide that you want to get married before you start dating. So there's this TikTok that Amelia and I had both seen that is a woman explaining, like, the other end of this thought process of like you need to know you you need to decide you want to get married before you start dating so we're gonna we're gonna share that my mom has been talking about this for years and as a kid i never understood what she was saying but as an adult i fucking get it she has always been saying it has nothing to do with love half the time it is proximity and timing and i learned that the hard way um i was dating a guy many 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 months ago and we broke it off he moved that was the end of it he ended up getting married and i thought okay well i guess he loves her and that's just what that is three years later he contacted me to say you know you were the one that got away and i said i don't fucking understand like you had me and he was like i wasn't fucking ready and when i was ready she was there we got married and she was the total wrong one for me and this isn't about man bashing we're not sitting here being like fuck men like that this is just purely what it is and it's just something that we've had to accept and that's why even sex in the city had the yellow cab light theory was that when a cab light is on and the first girl to get into it gets the guy when he is ready you could literally be the most incredible and a mind-blowing human being to ever exist if a guy doesn't want a relationship or just isn't ready he's not going to see you any differently and it's enough of that antiquated thinking of well if he really wanted you he would because that takes the power away from you as well as who you are as a person it diminishes you as if there's anything wrong with you that this person couldn't see that so it's time for us to put ownership on the people that the onus belongs to being which is the men that are not ready and that's totally okay if somebody isn't ready but it's also just being cognizant and understanding that just because an ex that you might have been with ends up getting a girlfriend after doesn't necessarily mean it was a better connection that just means that they were ready and that was the person at the proximity and timing that was there for them when it happened this video was by sabrina.zohar z-o-h-a-r and it was stitched with someone's video named tay talks pod Ever since I heard this theory, I cannot get it out of my mind. Men marry the woman in front of them at the time they are ready to get married. Let's talk about it. So I was scrolling through TikTok one day, as we all do, and I came across this photographer. She's obviously been at a lot of weddings, and she observed that the men were marrying the woman in front of them at the time that they were ready to get married implying that that wasn't necessarily that man's soulmate or that man's love of his life it was just the girl he was dating at the time he was ready to get married and settle down like when you decide especially a man when a man decides that he is financially and emotionally ready for marriage and ready to settle down and ready to start a family he takes a way different approach to dating that part in his brain of like oh there's another girl out there shuts off because now his focus is on marriage it's not in finding the next best thing are y'all following like do you agree do you disagree i need to know yeah so that is like directly the opposite end of what ben shapiro was saying of just like this is the end result Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i think that um obviously like women are getting married less and less like in heterosexual relationships and i think it's because yeah they just rather be alone and then like i don't know about you but i don't want to be 
just the girl who is around at the right time. Yeah, no, fuck like, that. I want someone to decide that we are going to get married because that's how much we love each other. Yeah. And like, that's just the, the future that we decided we want together. Yeah. And not like, I'm ready, so I'm going to marry you because totally. you're here. I see, I don't want to be pessimistic. This is probably because I've been hurt so many times. But that the original video, Sabrina Zohar, who was saying like that she reconnected with the guy that she was in love with. And he was like, um, I only married her because I was like ready to get married. That just sounds like a fucking bullshit. Like it just like, no, no, no. Like I only did that because she was there. I've loved you always. Just sounds like such a thing that like a dude would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like full heartedly believe it. But then like not have done any reflecting or gone to therapy about it right and like maybe he did really love her the one that he married but like that didn't work out and now he's like oh fucking always knew i never wanted that like i'm gonna go back to uh, someone i know who might like me because i don't know how to be alone exactly and it's just it's so standard but anyway um yeah i just it makes me it's hard to imagine because like i'm not a man but like when i try to think like a man (laughs) which is scary there going there is just scary. have fewer thoughts yeah just kind of it's like the same as meditation <laughs> just, head, head empty just clear clear it all out um but like i guess i can kind of understand like why that would be the thing that it they do it seems logical yeah yeah like in in theory it it should logically make sense but to remind everyone, the thing that my therapist always reminds me is that your feelings aren't logical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just just because this seems right and it like logically makes sense doesn't mean like that is what is right. Yeah, right. In for you or for that other person. Um, but this also kind of reminds me of that idea of like you could be ninety percent of what someone wants. But then they're going to hyper-focus on that 10%. And then they're going to find someone who has just that 10% and then, you know, marry that person because yeah. they had the 10% that you didn't have. But then, like, down the line, they're like, wait. Yeah. Shit. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that, like, we all fall victim to that sometimes or we all, like, are, like, guilty of that sometimes. Of, yeah, yeah. But, like, we don't all, like, you know, settle down with the person that has that 10%. So That's it's just, also like, like, when, you know, if he wanted to, he would, That like, that phrase can be harmful. Absolutely. Yes, totally. I, I found myself doing this um, with squints and then jumping over to the poet. I did that 10% thing, which mm. was, like, the – I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm dissing squints because he really is so great. But, like, the poet – had this kind of like swag that like I really wanted squints to have where like it was like like the confidence and like the like not really giving a single fuck what anyone thinks kind of like way of carrying themselves and the poet had that and so like when I hung out with the poet right after me and squints ended things I was like oh my god he has it I ignored all of this other shit that like was very clearly not yeah not a good an ideal at match all and now i look back on it people will some of my friends will send me like his posts the poet and they're just like what were you thinking and it's not even like a looks thing they're like but they're just like him because he was so awful to me like he was so mean but i was focusing on that 10 percent and i mean it like fizzled out really quickly because i was like oh this is not enough that 10 percent is not enough but 
yeah, it's just interesting that we people tend to do that. I just like I also don't stand by a grown man making you cry because he hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because I am dating a grown man, and the only reason I have cried, the only reasons I have cried, have not been because he is like been mean and hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah, it's just been you know. Mm-hmm. for other emotional reasons <laughs> totally it's really interesting like realizing where I'm at now with dating and like the people that I guess like the person that I've kind of been like putting a lot of my attention on recently is like he is the result of like all of the shit that I've learned that like is actually not important or like the things that I thought that I wanted but like learned that I absolutely do not and like that kind of personality structure that makes you cry like because they're being mean was like something that I was looking for not that part of it but like that kind of personality that would do that like Mm -hmm. the like stubborn like standing their ground like that kind of personality that like it's not really attractive because all of the ugly shit comes with it so I don't know it's just like grown men that make you cry mm -mm. now and in a way like you what you just said about like you crying like Mr. Things that Mr. Liz has done haven't made you cry. It's like things that... That's, yeah, it's like processing my own feelings about something. But he is never like... The one to make been, you cry. Yeah, sure. He's like, you know, we've both like been irritable. Mm-hmm. But we know it's not about the other person. It's just like we're in a cranky mood because we are hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Right. But like... And then it's like, I'm sorry, I was being a little short with you. <laughs> it's It's a gift though to be with somebody that like makes you process your own stuff in a way like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know unless they're being mean about it. But Mr. Liz isn't mean about it. Like, you've learned so much through, like, dating him about yourself. And we were talking about this in text yesterday and a little bit before we started recording, just kind of realizing, um, I think everyone can relate to this. I think this is a universal experience where the person that you're dating is jealous of you. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they want you because they want to be like you. Yeah. And then everything becomes a competition with with you directly when I don't know you what you really want is someone who's like cheering you on and in your corner and like excited for your wins and they want to be better because of you and you want to be better because of them. And like mm-hmm. it's just like a mutual re- relationship. You both are growing and learning and and challenging each other in positive ways. Absolutely. It's like more of an inspirational type of experience versus like well, your promotion isn't that important. Like, you still didn't get the raise you asked for or whatever. Yeah, Just, like, yeah. making it a competition with every little thing that you do. Yeah, cutting you down whenever you're happy about shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, like, somebody cheering you on, even if they don't really understand what it is that you're excited about, is so nice to just, like, have somebody to be, like, to oh my god this thing excited. happened and like I'm so I like was so excited to tell you because I was dating a guy for a while that like I would tell him something that was exciting and he'd be like I don't really get it and it's just like I don't give a fuck I do so like be happy for me that I do yeah like, instead of being like you're stupid for being excited about this thing I don't understand yeah right it's like, and I'm like understanding it. <laughs> it's because I'm too smart and interesting to understand your little interests mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was like your so. little hobbies it's just like it's so annoying to look back on the shit that I've like put I was I texted Liz like last week and I was like 
now that I'm out of this relationship, I'm realizing so much shit that I put up with. And it's Mm -hmm. infuriating to know. I mean, it's like hindsight's in 2020, but it's like, what the fuck? Like, why was I putting up for what? Well, be easier on yourself, you know? Because these people, like, even when they are, like, being competitive and they do have these things that, like, purposefully hurt your feelings, they still, like, everyone has something good about them. Yeah. You know? And it's okay to, like, hyper-focus on those, like, positive qualities. Yeah. And be like, oh, but they do this and I love that. Yeah, totally. I love that about them. And No, you're right. But it, but it's like, it, it, you have to get to a point where you're like, okay, the things that you are doing that hurt me and you refuse to acknowledge are now outweighing the the things i i like about you yeah yeah it's like you know if how they make you feel in a negative way is now outweighing the positives totally of who they are or what they bring to a relationship yeah yeah absolutely and it's also like hindsight's a gift too like being able to look back and be like oh shit like i put up with all of this shit for what and like being able to like look back on it and be like okay why did i put up with that outside of like the good things but like what what did it say about me at that moment that I was willing to like sacrifice this thing that I really really believed in for this person that didn't earn it Mm -hmm. is like a really kind of scary like train of thought to go through but it's so important because like yeah it's always a combination of like okay they're reacting in this way because of whatever past situation or drama they've experienced and I'm also tolerating it because of my past trauma and experience so it you can go it's like an onion you know you just keep peeling it back Mm -hmm. until you get to the center and the center is more onion uh (laughs) more more onion and like childhood trauma or something yeah damn (laughs) and you know like i've said before your awareness of it doesn't make it easier Mm -mm. or go away no you're just like okay well how i've been dealing with this isn't working yeah so now I don't know what to do. Totally. Yes. Let me call my therapist. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Let me listen to The Body Keeps the Score. Um, the, ben ben Shapiro, we were talking about Ben Shapiro. Oh, damn. We Our could favorite just, topic. We can keep, you know, and we don't really talk. We haven't really talked about Ben Shapiro. You know, maybe we've just like shit on him here and there. But someone wrote in to us about the Ben Shapiro thing um, saying that I was too easy on ben shapiro and i actually love that they they called me out on that because um i'll just read the email but they were like i'm assuming liz didn't know the context of the whole clip and i did not they're correct um so we'll read that for you so the subject is you are too nice to ben shapiro (laughs) good day ladies I just want to say I love the work you folks do. You've been my top podcast for the past two years and you bring a sort of vibing on the couch with your friends after a night out energy to my very solitary night shift job that really hits the spot. I also have learned a lot and I thank you for that. I just wanted to weigh in after Miss Ball So Hard evoked more of an emotional reaction than she should have in her monologue on Ben Shapiro's take on not dating till you're ready to get married. It's actually much worse and more objectifying than what you laid out in the pod. Ben Shapiro, despite having a national stage, really has the target audience of folks I grew up with. The Christian school, K-12, through homeschooled, Liberty University, Christian college folks. That being said, in this public clip you found, he was only telling part of the story that can be construed as logical or acceptable in the secular world. But still, it 
in a if you know you know type of way and Liz did not seem to know um and it's I guess I like I'm I know Ben Shapiro is like religious but I wasn't really you know I just assume people I I don't know how to explain this like I wasn't thinking about the fact that he is religious mm-hmm. you haven't, yeah you didn't like yeah him. yeah uh, like I mean I disagree with what he was saying right. um like on the surface it makes sense but anyways um all things considered I got off pretty easy in terms of religious trauma but the don't date till marriage doctrine is something I've been working to overcome because it's a very counterproductive it's very counterproductive to forming healthy relationships. Not only are they teaching 13-year-old kids that they shouldn't date until they are ready to get married, but also anything you do with a girl or think about a girl, you're doing to someone else's future wife. That is a tremendous amount of guilt to put on horny teenagers trying to live right in the eyes of the Lord, but also, in hindsight, incredibly objectifying. But it's not just a man waking up one day and deciding, I'm going to marry the the next girl I date. It's horny 18-year-old kids who naturally want to have sex but not be condemned to an eternity in hell for making another man a cuck and committing adultery. They then marry their first partner. A lot of people with nearly no life experience thinking, well, this is what I want for the rest of my life and getting married with no idea of what red flags are, what their deal breakers really are, what cohabitation is like. Maybe they have dated a handful of people from a pool that is exactly the same as they are. I have a good friend who is engaged to a narcissistic pedophile, a predator that absolutely flourishes in this type of circle. It was this line of thinking from her community that resulted in the error chain, which was thankfully broken before she married the creep. When the teacher says dating around is practice for divorce in that you break up as soon as you find something you don't like about the other person and putting the weight on a teenager that if you are dating a someone you should full and well be intending to marry that person a lot of red flag behavior goes unnoticed or is ignored it's also really counterproductive because if when you're 14 and you realize you're not ready to get married the social growth and self-confidence gained by dating or even really talking to people is put on the back burner until you're thrust into the world in in the world in your 20s but hey i've made it (laughs) trying to get better every day and not be a shitty dude who ends up getting roasted on a sex podcast Um, thank you for all you do and sorry if this is a bit long-winded or a bit too polarizing to make it on air. I just felt moved to provide context. Please send my warmest regards to your cats as well. I loved this email. Yeah, that's, I mean, very well written and very informative. Yeah, I loved that uh, it provided a lot of context. I really do appreciate having a man's perspective on, you know, like something another man said, especially a man who has grown up with this religious experience because we see a lot of women speaking out against their religious experience, but not so often men. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because that kind of experience is more beneficial for men. Mm. Um, Damn. Or... You know, maybe they didn't grow up with religion at all or taking it seriously. Like, you know, I didn't really grow up with parents who take religion seriously. It's right. just kind of like, you need to have more faith and, like, try to be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. And church does that. Nothing that I say, like, he didn't – is not is something he didn't say in his email. I think that it's, like, very, very um, – It was so well-worded. It is, and it also, like, really hits the nail on the head about how, like – a lot of the time in certain religions like women are just like kind of 
ob- objects. Like you're doing this to another man's wife. Right. Rather than like a fully functioning, fully autonomous yeah. decision-making adult. <laughs> like <laughs> This is a person who made this decision for themselves. Right. It's it's not someone's future wife. It's just It's just a person. And that's fucked. But that really, like, I feel like is it enca- encapsulates, like, the whole crux of the issue with, like, the waiting till marriage idea and don't date until you're ready for marriage, too, now, along with that, of, like, you're tarnished if you have an experience with somebody else. But only women, like, only girls are getting that kind of messaging i mean like i know that like boys growing up in church get the same but i think that women are held to a different standard than men are in that regard because yeah, they're the, they belong to men all of the like analogies they make for virginity mm-hmm. and all of the meaning they put on virginity and sex yeah i've actually so i know i purchased the book come as you are but i also downloaded it as an audiobook um because then it feels like a podcast and for some reason, well, it's easier to multitask, you yeah. know, I can like clean while listening to this audiobook. But the recent thing I, the recent chapter I had just listened to last night, um, the author was explaining that like, um, like your ideas around sex are formed based on your environment. And the comparison she made was like, okay, if you're a rat, and the first time you copulate, you're wearing a jacket. Then the next time you try to copulate, you're not going to have the same confidence as you did when you were wearing that jacket. Mm. So the environment you are around is what's going to inform your like sexual desires. Like everything we like culturally know has been taught to us. Uh-huh. So that's where like porn comes in. That's where religion comes in. That's where... Um, Yeah, just those kinds of things are, like, informing how you feel. Like, how other countries, like, boobs are not seen as, like, a sexual part of your body. And it's weird to them when Americans are like, whoa, big mommy milkers. (laughs) Honka, honka. So um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And you can't help but wonder, like, if I didn't have any of these, like, preconceived ideas that were forced onto me against, like, my will because I didn't know anything what would I how would I feel and what would I think about sex Mm -hmm. oh I wanted to ask you your opinion on something oh uh like every other topic we've had today I saw someone bring this up on TikTok okay (laughs) and it's about um if you're dating a man who has a hobby mistress so a hobby mistress like the hobby is the mistress okay uh and like it she was saying that like you're gonna start out being like oh it's not that big of a deal I'll even like try and be interested in your hobby and to me it was very clear like she was talking about gamers specifically yeah um but I was thinking about Mr. Liz and skiing because I go skiing like he's taught me to ski and then yeah he does play games but like he was like he's he got me a switch which is so sweet so nice and he also like pays attention to what kind of games I like and will intentionally look for new games he think he thinks I will enjoy yeah and then um I'll be like I'm sorry if you're bored that like you know we're playing this game and he's like no I just love watching you like enjoy a game and see what you like about it so sweet things so I was like (sighs) all hobby mistresses aren't bad but I understand um but I was thinking about just how you know 
women in like a heterosexual relationship are expected to like be interested in what their partner's hobby is Mm. and like try it with them Mm -hmm. and sure that's fine but then like how often do you see that same energy returned how often do you is like a man gonna be like oh you love scrapbooking let me try it with you yeah or like you love to draw why don't you teach me how to draw Mm -hmm. or or like, oh, you you put on makeup. Like, can you teach me how to do your makeup or something fun? Like yeah. that, I I so rarely see that energy return to women. Totally, yeah. And I just wanted to see what is your opinion on a hobby mistress? And yeah, I don't know. Well, I feel like with the, the type of hobby mistress that Mr. Liz has, like y- y'all are kind of in like a hobby throuple at this point because like you genuinely enjoy the things that you do with him not as much as he does right i'm definitely doing them because Because i'm dating him yeah right but you're not but you're not like begrudgingly doing them true i you know what i will confess something on this podcast (gasps) um when we go skiing he is constantly trying to coach me to do like something harder and more difficult once i get something right and then i get so frustrated because I just want to enjoy what I'm doing. I don't want to have to keep like trying harder. I want to get to a point where I am enjoying what I'm doing and I get to enjoy it for an amount of time. And then I choose to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want the person I'm with to be challenging me constantly. And I've told this to uh, our, our like, woman friend (laughs) the the, how that I get so annoyed sometimes with him and um she'll like send me memes about like he's a 10 but he's coaching your skiing (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah when he's not watching me like or I'm not aware that he's watching me and I'm I'm just like doing my thing he's like that was so good I'm like yeah because you're not following me around telling me what to do so I could enjoy his hobby mistress more mm-hmm. if he would just allow you to. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've told him this, so yeah, none of this is going to be a surprise to him. It, in the rare event that he decides to listen, I mean, it's like big that you've given it a try. I will not match with a guy on a dating app if I see he has a hobby mistress that I will never try. Like, if a guy's like entire like presence is like hiking or like bouldering or rock climbing, it's like I'm not going to do that. I'm like at this age now where like. I don't really give a fuck to try new things. I just mm-hmm. don't. I, I'm busy and I like this life that I have. It's not that I'm like, I, I do, I am very uncomfortable getting out of my comfort zone with shit, but like it, I know my limits. So when somebody's hobby mistress is <laughs> bouldering, bouldering I, I'm never going to do that. And like, this was an issue with my ex in college. Like he got really, really into rock climbing when we were together. And like, who among us has not dated a man who got really into so rock climbing? It's so real, but it was <laughs> such a thing point. at my school. And like every girl that was always at the rock climbing gym was like the perfect example of like everything that I was insecure about, like really outdoorsy, like kind of grungy, like really in shape. And so I was like, freaked out whenever he would like go rock climbing in the gym I'd be like oh my god he's gonna fall in love with someone there because it's like it's so easy for somebody when they have a hobby mistress that you don't want to like engage in for them to like find somebody that does engage in the thing and that's why I don't want to be with somebody that like will maybe push me to do shit that I'm not comfortable doing because I'm just not going to enjoy doing it and I'm going to be doing it for the wrong reasons and the other end of a hobby mistress is like now you have to 
plan and sacrifice your time around whatever he's doing with his hobby even if you're not going it's like okay well now we can't do this this weekend because you're going to be doing your hobby yeah right and um, like you are always going to be the second priority yep. to their hobby mm-hmm. um and that can be frustrating absolutely yeah so i mean like Initially, before I started skiing with Mr. Liz, the thing that bothered me the most about his hobby mistress is I would always be afraid he was going to die <laughs> because there's people that like die from skiing accidents all the time. And, like avalanches and shit are like a real thing. Yeah. yeah. So he goes to like avalanche safety training and then like he was telling me about tree wells. I'm like, what's a tree well? And it's basically when the snow is like uh, falls on top of a tree and it's... um like hollow under the snow so if you ski over it you fall into the tree well nope don't like that and it's like easy to die that way i'm going to be such a fucking nightmare of a mom my kids are not going to be allowed to do anything they want to do they better do theater and that's it. at least (laughs) just be a theater kid yeah no football no skiing you could do baseball maybe and that's about it tennis pickleball mm. Mm. if my future children are listening to this podcast hopefully they're not but hello kids go to bed <laughs> hello children um you can play pickleball and that's it you don't need to do a sport do no. dance do theater theater's a sport <laughs> it really is i fucked up my knees doing theater so i think it's a sport um but yeah that's how i feel about ho- hobby mistresses i I think that there there are certain hobby mistresses that I would be okay with getting into a relationship with someone that has that hobby yeah. mistress that because it's like it it hits a point. If their if their hobby mistress is bouldering or their hobby mistress is like fucking like living out of like their car for 3 months while they like drive across the United States, I'm not doing that. I think that's dope. That's fucking dope when people do that. And I literally would rather scoop my eyeballs out with a spoon. Not I'm gonna do it. I'm down to try new stuff. You yeah, know? you are. I'm like not. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. So if you have a hobby mistress, first consider, you know, if you're dating someone who's either doesn't care what you are doing, um, wants to try it with you, and you need to be patiently willing to show them, mm-hmm. um, and not just bring them to the top of Mount Hood. On a pair of borrowed skis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not speaking, speaking from experience at no, all. That did not happen to me at all. Um, and then you also need to re- consider like returning the same energy. Absolutely. You oh, need to consider return say. the same energy of like yeah. being interested in what your partner's interested in. Mm-hmm. Or just just trying it, you know? Yeah, right. You don't have to it's, be committed to it forever. But totally. just like if you if you want to spend time with them, I think that means a lot to people. Absolutely. That's the thing is like I'm not I like I just said, like I don't want to try new things and I don't feel like I need to at this point in my life. But I I would give it a go once just to like show that I was interested and like maybe I'll like it. It but, also like, fully depends on the person you're with. Absolutely. You know? I mean like no name. I was like fully prepared to like be a camping bitch. There's no way in fucking hell I would ever do that for anyone. Like, I, I'll go camping for, like, two nights. That's about where I max out, you know? Mm-hmm. I know my limits. But I had – I have a friend who was with a guy for years, and he never, ever, ever, ever came to anything that she did. And whenever he did, he was being, like, a little baby back bitch about it every single time. So she would obnoxious. go to all of his shit. Every single thing that he did, like, all of his, like, 
gigs that he would play like she was always there and we would never see him and like we were always like that's a little weird but like she seems happy but then when she got out of it she was like what the fuck why didn't anyone say anything to me like she like woke up from this hypnosis but it's like when you really love someone and you like dedicate all of your like i don't know all of your resources and like all of your energy to doing what they like to do like yeah because you love them right it doesn't leave a lot of resources for like your side of the relationship and it's easy to just like forget like they need to be giving you back that same energy it's just easy it's just easy for that to like fall by the wayside but yeah no i just i guess it really depends you know if uh, i should really i should make like a yes and no columned list of things because like I get so many very, like, they're really great looking dudes with good jobs that have just way too many photos of them doing outdoorsy shit. And I'm just like, nope. That's so Pacific Northwest. Swiping left real quick. You just need to, well, I still stand by it. Like, it depends on the person that you're dating, too. Like, Mr. Liz, I've, I mean, I have tried, like, a few different things like both surfing and skiing with him I tried surfing second so at that point I already knew like what it was what he is like when he's trying to teach me something and he doesn't get frustrated with me he loves me so much and he's so supportive and encouraging Mm -hmm. so I was like you know I've never thought I was gonna like try surfing but you know why not yeah let's just do a new thing yeah and I ended up loving it because it was so much easier than my nightmare experience skiing for the first time (laughs) yeah good you got into it kind of knowing what to expect but like if I think about other exes I would never want to try something new with them because they're like fucking insufferable I have like maybe two exes I would be like yeah I'm down to try a new thing with you there's definitely a scale of like who deserves who who's earned you trying their hobby mistress yeah what is this thing with like boyfriends like being annoyed with their girlfriend all the time like i think it's because male comedians always talk like my fucking wife was being such a bitch it's just like such there's so much like media around like even when they love their wife i was thinking about john mulaney literally yesterday like being a wife guy yeah and turns out (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm like there's no winning uh-uh. there's no winning here no there isn't <sighs> dating's scary man yeah it really is i'm gonna read two sex facts of the week back to back because they're really short ready oh someone tagged us in a sex fact on what i can't remember if it was instagram or i think it was instagram because i replied to them <gasps> um snakes have clitorises what yeah that, well, that's a recent discovery i'm googling snake clits i'm going to get some strange ads a weird piercing yeah for, for, for the first time clitorises have been documented in nine different species of snakes from four families interesting wow cnn wrote about this them. it's okay so this is from cnn scientists have discovered that female snakes have a clitoris a previously overlooked or dismissed part of their anatomy and that of many other animals well a woman wrote this for sure <laughs> according to a new study men <laughs> so fucking funny yeah our clits have also been overlooked um all right going back to the article it's quite a taboo area. Female genitalia is not an easy subject to bring up sometimes, and I think people were happy saying it doesn't exist. There's no need for a snake to have one, said lead study author Megan Fulwell, a doctoral student at the University of Adelaide in Australia. A doctoral student. That's dope. 
Um, she decided to investigate the female genitalia of snakes after noticing that very little research had been done on the topic. She found the organ varied among the types of snakes. This taking, is triggering. <laughs> taking up most of the anterior tail region in some, according to a study published. Wow. That's so cool. This is a, y- y'all very should, this interesting. Is, it's a very long article. Y'all should read it. It's, it seems like it's very interesting. It talks about the role of it and everything. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. CNN. Thrilling. Thank you for this to this doctoral student in Australia that some, realized somehow that nobody talks about snake clits. <laughs> Well, now I'm curious about other animals. I'm curious about other animals, like if they have a clitoris and how many people have not studied that. Business Insider. What other animals have a clitoris besides humans? Um, Snakes. Snakes. We know that. Um, In all terrestrial vertebrates, vertebrates, lizards. Snakes, crocodiles, turtles, and mammals. The only known exception is birds. Wow. So oh, all mammals? There's a... Uh, except for dolphins. Wait, no, dolphins do. Hold on. There's, there's a list of... Wow. Lizards have two-part clitorises they can tuck back into their body. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Bonobos rub their enlarged clitorises against each other. Bonobo scissor. Wow. Scissor and bonobos. It sounds like a band. I think that just also like. <laughs> I think that also just proves that sex doesn't have any inherent meaning. Damn true. Based. Like animals aren't fucking because there's some religious purpose behind it. So. Well, we don't know. <laughs> what are they worshiping? Yeah, these lizards that retract their. There no, these are two these, clitorises. Right. They they pray to the lizard god. Um, spotted hyenas have eight inch clitorises. Wow. That's bigger than most men's dicks. Oh, this isn't so it says bottlenose dolphins have clits that might be for sexual pleasure. So that means that the other ones aren't. You see, this is dolph- a lot more. Well, dolphins are the only other mammals that no. <laughs> dolphins are the only other mammals that have sex for pleasure. Yeah. I remember hearing that. And also can rape each other which is sad my god (sighs) all right well shit well there's your sex fact of the week i bet you wanted to know none of that (laughs) but you're welcome my (laughs) a few years ago my brother was like dude if dolphins had access to technology the way we do they would take over the world i wonder if that's true i feel that way about uh octopi octopi octopussies they're really fucking smart. Yeah, they're cool. They're dope. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We love you, our, our children. children.